The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Yeah, Gary Lineker is going to return to Match of the Day this weekend after he's taken off air over his tweets criticising the government's migration policy, or rather criticising the language they were using. Anyway, the BBC has also apologised for the episode. They've announced an independent review into their social media usage guidelines, particularly for freelancers like Gary Lineker. Well, for more on the fallout that all of this has caused, I am joined now by Lord David Putnam. You will know him, of course, as an award-winning movie producer, Chariots of Fire, uh, amongst many titles to his name. David, thank you so much as always for taking the time to speak to us. What have you made of this whole sorry saga? Well, first of all, I've got to declare an interest. I did tweet on Saturday morning in support of uh, Gary Lineker and I actually tweeted the the Pastor Niemeyer you know, letter where he talked about which ends up with saying there was no one left to speak for me, uh, which I thought was you know, very, very relevant. But I've got kind of a couple of takeaways. One is you've got to remember where all this started. It was, it was actually Suella Braverman who started using really ridiculously intemperate language in the comments in order to play to her base. That's where this started. So the idea that somehow Gary Lineker's response is any less or more intemperate than hers is is ridiculous. But there's a a game going on here. I think that um, Norman Tebbit used to do it in the 80s, I'm so old I remember very well, where you can intimidate the public service broadcasters by by taking a position that they then have to defend. And in defending it, they then have to become quite neurotic about what they do and don't say about the government of the day. And I think that's what's at play here. And it's really up to the very best among the Tories to call her out. And I'd like to think maybe Sunak already has uh, for starting this entire ridiculous uh, nonsense. Personally, I think what Lineker said was absolutely correct. This is the, the the same basic game plan that that the um, that was played out in by the Third Reich, and it isn't a question of whether or not the wording is correct. It's what the it's what the direction of travel is, uh, and we in Ireland got to be quite careful. Uh, there are people in in Ireland perfectly happy to use this type of language to inflate inflame positions, for example, over refugees. Uh, now, in, in in her defence, Suella Braverman suggested that Gary Lineker had cheapened the experience of of, of the Holocaust, uh, which I suppose suggests that maybe a level of amnesia on her part, because Holocaust survivors wrote her an open letter relatively recently accusing her of the exact same thing that Gary Lineker is accused her of. I, I couldn't agree more. What I'm really saying is that that her position is entirely cynical. She's playing to a Tory base, which laps this stuff up. Therefore. Her own position is as long as she can kind of be try to be the wounded innocent in this, uh, she will look right. Actually, she's been called out. And I say, I hope to God her own party will say, now, Will, can you just stop this rubbish of trying to make yourself more popular by taking extreme positions and using extreme language in reference to refugees? Okay, so there's two stories here. There's the BBC and the handling of it, and then there's uh, the immigration policy. So let's talk then, since you brought it up, about that immigration policy. Like, Has Suella Braverman come through all of this with something of a bloody nose or has has her, her gallop been halted to any great degree? I think there is a, a, core, a core Tory base and they're very recognisable who will applaud what she's doing and that's what she's playing to. That's what she's seeking, I think, leadership of, actually. But I'd like to think 
that uh, sensible thinking people in among the Tory party will think she's just gone too far. And I think that's beginning to emerge. So uh, yeah, I'd like to think she had a bloody nose. And if Sunak's got any sense, he should make it clear that he does not agree with the language she uses. Then the other story, as we say, is the BBC. Has the BBC as an institution been damaged by this experience? I think BBC's management has been damaged. I okay. think the ineptitude with which they responded was quite extraordinary. Uh, it sounded like a real, an absolute knee-jerk reaction on the part of Tim Davy and maybe others. So I think they, they have they've been extremely inept. And I think the reconciliation that's emerged this morning is what should have happened on day one. Yeah, I mean, you 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 have experienced. I know not with the BBC. You're involved with Channel Four. I, I mean, you, you let you you tell me. My my sense of this is that I mean, uh, uh, Tim Davy or someone went to Gary Lineker and said, "Listen, Gary, off the record, this is a hot mess, and we need to fix it, and you need to allow us to try to save face." So we're going to put out this kind of nothing statement that absolves us of blame to a degree, but everyone knows what happened. I think so, uh, and I think uh, Lineker doesn't want to lose that job, uh, and because it's a, very, it's a very significant job, so I'm sure he was. I think probably being as decent as possible, but there's no way he would have, he could have actually, um, as it were, recanted. That was never going to happen. And anyone sensible the BBC would have realised that the moment that Wright and Shearer pulled out as well, they were in deep shit. I mean, it's interesting, even Gary Lineker, like he, he knew what he was doing as well today on Twitter when he, he mentioned the refugees again. And he talked about, you know, how difficult the last few days have been. Nothing compared to what people fleeing war are going through. Well, he's absolutely right. And I think that is the key. Um, you you know, you've only got to reverse situations. Try to imagine, I mean, what's so great about living here in Ireland is there is a kind of race memory, if you like, of what it's like to be a, a, an enforced emigrant. So anyway, if, if ever we in Ireland get in a bit of a two and eight about refugees, we've got to remember our own experience, which was painful and only 150 years ago. Do you worry about the growing number of voices denigrating refugees in Ireland? Or maybe it's not a growing number. Maybe it's just the same voices, but getting louder. I do. I do. I mean, Fred, what I really worry about, you can't stop them because there's always nutcases uh, around. Mm. What I do worry about is uh, to hear the entire political um, group uh, should be condemning it very, very quickly, and very vociferously. So I, my worry is that any of the parties start looking over their shoulder and thinking, well, hang on a second, maybe there's more mileage here in us um, staying quiet. There is no mileage in staying quiet. You've got to stop this immediately. I'm, you know, again, I'm very old. I remember when Edward Heath, to his enormous credit, immediately sidelined Enoch Powell for his speech um, all those years ago. Mm. And that's what politicians have to do. You've got to take a position, and it's absolute. Powell was out, of, as far as Heath was concerned, Powell was out of the Tory party the moment he made that speech in Birmingham. Yeah, it, but it, it is, you mentioned the main political parties, because that's the danger, isn't it? Is that the tail begins to wag the dog. It's not that you know, Britain first or any of these groups in the UK ever imagined they'd be in power in the same way that none of these fringe right-wing groups really imagine being in power in Ireland. It's rather that they they shift the political centre to the right, they isn't do. it? Had, and, and to be honest, Kieran, we're going to look across, across the water to the United yeah. States. A, how that can shift, and B, how what is in effect a rump of the Republican Party, a hard-right rump of the Republican Party, is actually holding an entire nation to ransom. Anyway, listen, it is it is food for thought. Uh, David, it's always a pleasure to speak to you and thanks a million for taking the time. Great, great pleasure. Look after yourself. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.